the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Joey Vitale, our blues analyst for 101 ESPN. On a game day, you'll hear blues versus sharks pregame coverage beginning at six o'clock right here on your home for the blues 101 ESPN. Joey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Game day, boys. Game day. Doing good. Well, we're thrilled to be able to hear you on the call tonight against a team not named the Coyotes. Joey, what are you, let, let's start kind of big picture here. What are you excited about from this series against the Sharks? Uh, I'm excited that the Blues are, are going to be, first of all, like you said, facing a different opponent. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly uh, mentioned it to us this morning that there's a, there's a fresh energy in the air, he said this morning, in the locker room, coming to the rink, knowing you're not going to see Connor Garland or Big um, <laughs> Krause or, or just, you know, you're not going to shoot against Antti Ranta or Darcy Kemper. It's just a different look, different preparation, different video. And it was really starting to get wearisome for a lot of these players seeing a team seven times in a non-playoff situation, which was just completely bizarre. So I, I'm excited to see the Sharks here tonight. And I'm excited to see the Blues and how they handle that new opponent. And the fresh energy, I think, I think that this team's going to have a bit of a jolt in them again here tonight, coming back home, facing a Sharks team, uh, BK, that – they should have some success with. Uh, and I know this is a very talented group, but a team that's struggling to get points right now, they're one point on the last, and they don't have Eric Carlson. It looks like he's going to be out tonight with a kind of a lingering groin injury, it appears. So they're missing one of their best players. So I'm, I'm excited for the energy, and I'm excited because I think this is a, a huge potential push in the season as far as these next 10 games go where the Blues are facing these California teams, none of them which at the meantime are in a playoff spot. So a good, a good opportunity to grab some points here and create a little bit of a cushion as we head into March. Yeah, the cool part is that they're still within striking distance of Vegas right now because Vegas has had their struggles against Colorado. Joe, in terms of personnel-wise, we found out no Colton Pareko tonight. As Craig Bruby said, it's an opportunity to get this guy some rest. Um, what are your expectations, one, for the defense with Marco Scandella back? And, and this has to be a positive to at least give Pareko a couple of extra days off to try and get right. Well, I think they were looking for opportunities to give Pareko some rest, Alex, for a little while here. But it was always tough because with the postponements and the new scheduling, there were some back-to-backs in the mix as well. But now you look at the schedule that the Blues kind of have laid out. 
Uh, the back-to-back is, is the biggest area where you have to try to avoid when you're kind of looking for a player to get some rest with a lingering injury like the Blues have with Colton Pareko. But the next really back-to-back isn't until March 5th and 6th when they go to L.A. to face the Kings. So a really good opportunity for him to get sidelined, to get relatively healthy. I don't think that based off of this injury, what we've seen out of him all season long, this isn't something where Colton's going to sit out the next two and be 100% for the L.A. series come next Monday. I think this is going to be a situation where Colton's been playing probably around 70 to 75% all season long. And when he comes back, whether it be uh, two or three games down the road from now or even maybe the next one, he's going to come back and go from 70 maybe to 80 to 85. But I think just creating that little bit of a gap, that little bit of a push for him is really going to do him some good. I think also, you know, it's really going to help his confidence. You know, one thing that, you know, people tend to always forget when you're injured and you're nicked up like Colton is, you can play, right? If you're not hurt, you're, just, you're not injured, you're just hurt, right? You're hurting, you're, you're laboring something. But what happens is, yes, you're playing, and yes, you're, you're doing good things to the team, but you're not quite yourself, right? Look what Connor Garland did to Colton Pareko about three or four games ago in St. Louis. He burned him wide, took it to the net for a nice goal, right? So that, that's something that Colton doesn't allow to happen. So if you keep playing Colton or you keep playing a player that's hurt, What's going to happen to their confidence is they're going to start to kind of fall off because they're not doing things uh, to the level that they're normally used to doing, and they're not having as much success. So you're getting Colton out. He's going to have his chance to give his body a little bit of rest, give his mind some rest. I think this could be a really good confidence boost for him. Talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst here on 101 ESPN. Joey, earlier today we had the opportunity to talk to Mike Kelly. He's a hockey analyst for NHL Network. And he gave us some numbers on what he's seen so far this year from Jordan Cairo. I mean, the company he's keeping in terms of some of the more advanced analytic stuff that I don't totally understand is is insane. I mean, he, he's up there with some of the top superstars in the league. What have you seen so far? Now, I mean, we're getting close to a third of the way through the season. What has impressed you about the way that Jordan Cairo was playing beyond just the obvious, which is the goals? Well, the thing that's impressed me the most is probably the consistency from which he's playing at. And, and consistency and confidence are, are the two C's, I would call, you know, because he came out of the gates from the consistency standpoint very, very hot. And you see this a lot with young players. The fresh season, it uh, takes a little bit of time for the cream to rise to the top for the Ryan O'Reilly's and the Braden Chens and Nathan McKinnon. Sometimes those veterans get off to slower starts, and that's where you can really exploit them uh, for having those young guys to really jump out to a great start, and that's what, that's what we saw. But then the consistency that he has gone from week to week where he really has not fallen off. Number one, that's, that impre- that's going to be impressive for me, for Jordan Cairo. Um, the other thing that really stands out about him uh, his compete and, and his ability and his confidence to stick with it in third periods. You look at the last couple, uh, not this past game, but the two before that, I'm looking at two games in Arizona where we did not notice Jordan Cairo in the first two periods of both of the game five and the game six in Arizona. And it was kind of one of those things where he thought, okay, a younger player, uh, rough first couple periods will probably fall off and do nothing. But he did quite the opposite. In game five there against Arizona, he exploded with some great speed, beat out an icing, holds on to the puck, sets up Justin Falk for a great goal in the third period. The very next game, I think it was a tie game at the time, he, he gets the go-ahead goal on the two-on-one there with David Perron. So his explosion in the third period, is something that really stands out from a confidence standpoint because usually young guys, when they have a rough first couple periods, they do just kind of drift off and fall out of it. But his ability to change a game in the third 
to me, that shows an exceptional amount of confidence. And also with the speed element that we all know so very well, and it's not going to surprise anyone anymore, but his speed in those games specifically is it's actually an interesting point of why he had success in the third period with their opponent being worn down for two straight periods for 40 minutes of hockey. They start, they start wearing down by the third, right? And that's when I think Jordan Cairo is really starting to exploit these teams by having really good third periods because he's got young, fresh legs, fast legs. And while your opponent's getting tired, that's when you can kick it in the extra gear like we've seen him do in the third period. And that comes from the third and fourth line that creates that offensive zone time, Joe, and also wears down that defense with their hard forecheck and offensive zone pressure. I'm curious from those bottom two lines, because we've seen some new faces in there like Austin Poganski, Mackenzie McEachern. Who's a guy that has stuck out to you that has been kind of thrown into that lineup but has performed well? I think Jacob Della Rose has done a very nice job over the last uh, stretch of games, four or five games since he's come in. You know, it's it's one thing to get into a fourth line, play a wing situation like Mackenzie McEachern or Austin Pagansky, relatively um, relatively structured. You know, you know your positions. You can get in on the forecheck, keep an eye on your defenseman. But but coming in and playing center is a very different beast because not only you have to be strong on faceoffs, you're the quarterback out there. you got to be giving direction to your wingers. There's a lot of responsibility in the D zone, and there's a lot of responsibility as far as shutting down some of these top lines like Jacob Della Rose has. I mean, look at the last three games in Arizona. Uh, Rick Tockett, of course, the home team, he got the last change. He threw his top group out there against Jacob Della Rose a lot. So Jacob's working on players like Connor Garland, Nick Schmaltz down low, these quick little forwards that are spinning out of checks. And Jacob's come in there, and he's done a great job, I think. He's added a speed element to the game. He's been good on draws. Craig Berube has used him late in games, you know, to not only kill penalties, but to close out wins. So to me, Jacob Della Rose is a player that often gets overlooked as a trade that the Blues lost by losing Robbie Fabry in that exchange to Detroit a couple of years ago. But now really looking at Jacob Della Rose, he's been a wonderful 13, I would call him a 13 forward for this head coach and Craig Berube, a coach that really has a lot of confidence knowing that you can put him out there in a lot of situations, especially in the D zone. And you know, and you trust that he's going to do a good job for you. Joey Vitale joining us for just another minute or so here on 101 ESPN. Joey, yesterday I was listening to Craig Berube with the fast lane and he was talking about the expectations that he had for Ivan Barbashev whenever he moved him up to that top line. And he, he mentioned how he had a conversation with Barbashev and told him specifically, Hey, this is exactly what I want from you. Online. I'm curious from a player's perspective, when you have a coach like Craig Berube, who makes it very simple for you and tells you, this is exactly what your role is. This is what I need from you to be successful. What does that do for you as a player? Well, it gives you confidence and it gives you security knowing that the message is simple and it was, it's, it's within your control and it's within your boundaries. You feel very good about going out there and doing that and knowing that what you do and what you bring is, is enough, right? I mean, a lot of coaches put, um, I would call, I guess, expectations or they would put um, a game plan for a player that's out of a player's control. It's out of their element a little bit. Maybe I'll give you an example. A lot of times young players that come into the league that are looking for that role, a lot of coaches, um, whether directly or indirectly, and I was a product of this at some point in my career, they, they will take you aside and like, and hey, if you, if you can fight, if you can hit, if you can be a rat, if you can get on the skin, right? So, so they try to put a role upon a player where it's not natural for that player. So that's, that's a hard place to be for a player. And it ha- actually happens quite a bit in the National Hockey League, which is very unfortunate because coaches try to impose something else 
upon a player, which is not natural. And, and two things uh, occur. First of all, they're never going to be what you need for the team. And then you're going to con- completely destroy the kid's career if he sticks with it. So uh, I don't look at that as, as a situation here because this is actually a, a good situation where Craig Berube has taken Ivan Barbashev aside and he said, this is what you're really good at. And guess what? This is exactly what the team and this line needs out of you. And it's all within your control. Ivan, if you go out there, play with pace, play with speed, because guess what? Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron, they're not the fastest guys in the league. We all know that. If you do that, if you can hound, if you can get on the forecheck, if you can get to the net, if you can slice through defenders and set up your butt right on that crease to be a good screen, to create space for Ryan O'Reilly and to allow them to be the second and third forwards in instead of the first or second, this is, this is something that the line can use. This is something that will benefit you individually. And at the end of the day, will help the team. And I think that's what Craig Berube has done with Ivan. He's done it with a lot of players and a lot of lines specifically throughout his tenure here in St. Louis. And remember, it was, it was Craig Berube taking Alexander Steen aside in December, right when he got the job and said, Steiner, I'm taking you off the second line. Our fourth line needs an identity. Go down there and do exactly what I'm telling you. And get these two guys and Sonny and Barbie and your line could really take us far. And that's exactly what um, excuse me, Alexander Steen did. The message is simple. It's a good feeling for a player because it's when within their control and within their element. And Ivan Barbashev has done a fantastic job, not only giving that first line a boost, right? But I think that first line has given him a boost. I think mm-hmm. it's, it, it kind of goes back and forth, right? It's a good relationship to have. So Barbie's done a great job. We expect to see him there again tonight. And uh, it's been fun seeing a little rushing up there and, and moving his feet. <laughs> Joey, did you know that different shark species reproduce in different ways? Whoa. Um, woof, I didn't, but now you got me interested. Go. So I Great. figured you probably needed some shark facts yeah. because I mean, you, you were so focused, so honed in on coyotes over the last couple of weeks. I didn't know if you had time to be able to start your prep on, on sharks. That's just what we need for the broadcast tonight. Sharks reproducing. Yeah. And in multiple different ways too, depending on their species, some are egg laying and others are live bearing. So it depends on which species, but you have, you have both options there. I also have found out that, uh, sharks have the ability to go into a trance did you know that joey vitale Nerd alert. Nerd alert. now by trance do you mean that is it um oh, is it you know they need to be able to, so sharks have to move to breathe is that sure. what you're talking about yeah so uh whenever like if you see scientists working on a shark in the water you'll see them laying on their back and they look like they're completely immobile it's because yes. that shark has gone into a trance it's called tonic yes. immobility and so yeah. you'll, you'll see them basically looking as if they're dead. They are very much alive, um, but they allow themselves to go into that mode. Hey, Joe, I'm looking, at his like, web, I'm looking at his web browser. It's Shark Facts for Kids. That's right. It's like hypnosis. And what they do is uh, if you get a shark up to your boat, I don't recommend this unless you're professional. <laughs> if, you rub, if you rub underneath their nose, it actually hypnotizes them and they fall over. Think of them like a German shepherd. They kind of roll over and kind of scratch their belly. But they will do that. Uh, sharks are amazing. Because they don't have any bones, and they, they cannot breathe unless they're moving. Okay, so their gills don't work unless they're moving. Some fish actually can sit still and still breathe. Sharks have to keep moving. Okay, so you're probably asking yourself, when do they sleep if they're always moving? Well, sharks are one of the most intelligent animals in the world, obviously, because they're still here. Mm-hmm. Um, they find a current. They'll sit in a current, and they actually can just wave and like move their body while they're stationary, almost thinking like a treadmill. And then so oxygen and fresh water is constantly being fed into their gills 
so they can survive. Another thing, hammerhead sharks. People think hammerhead sharks are named hammerhead sharks because it looks like their heads were smashed by a hammer, but it's not. It's because on each side, it kind of looks uh, the appeal of a hammer on each side. So there you go. Joey, I knew you'd come through with some shark facts for us. can't wait for the broadcast tonight. <laughs> Fully looking you know forward what? to that. This, this, was a, this was a very poor interview, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you should have started with this, and you should have <laughs> talked about sharks for 20 minutes. And now I'm crunched for time, and I got all the shark knowledge that I'm going to have to bring to the broadcast tonight. Joey, you got have three all hours tonight. Them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm hoping for a, I'm hoping for a kick butt uh, effort out of the blues where we blow these guys away and it's getting boring in the third. Shark mating in shark. the third. I'm looking Let's forward it. to it. Joey, that is coming up at 7 o'clock for the puck drop. We've got pregame coverage with Alex Ferrario coming up at 6. Looking forward to that tonight. All the best to you, man. We'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, boys. Have a great week. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Joey Vitale joining us here on 101 At least he's ESPN. honest. He told us that it was a poor interview. I mean, hey, he, he keeps it real yeah. uh, each and every time. He's told know. me, hey, BK, sometimes you remind me of Donald Trump. He told me That's that that was a poor interview. I get true. it. It happens to the best of us. Coming up next, a very important moment in the history of this show. It has to be done. The eulogy for the one and only Brad Miller, a.k.a. Millsy is coming up next.